Hey, Real Ghost Stories Online family, Harper and myself are inviting you to join us for a live experience coming up on January 26th at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to look inside some of the scariest stories we have ever told. It's going to be a night of heart-stopping stories. Woo! I know I'm not going to sleep. Join us for the stories and discussion. To get tickets for this exclusive live event, go to moment.co slash ghost stories. That's moment.co slash ghost stories. Or find the link in this episode description. And we'll see you on January 26th. Get tickets for the show and upgrade if you want to special meet and greet opportunities and after show discussion moment.co slash ghost stories get your tickets now for this worldwide digital experience inside the scariest stories with harper and myself of real ghost stories online don't be late today on a shocking episode of real ghost stories online that will make you never want to close your eyes and drift off to sleep again in fear that something very dark and evil they come for your soul. Just like in our first story, where an individual is left to wonder, was that a dream? Or did someone or something just suck the soul from their body? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. We want to hear your ghost stories. Please, please send them in to us by calling 855-853-4802. Or you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can do it with your name. You can do it completely anonymously. Whatever you want to do, there's no judgment. So if you're looking for a place where you can kind of let that craziness out that you feel, it's not crazy. Share with us, and we're not going to judge you that way. Again, 855-853-4802 or online at realghoststoriesonline.com. Dot com. And if you like our program and you want access to uh, our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, more than 435 of them now, uh, you get access to all those commercial free. Those are exclusively to our subscribers and they always have been. They always will be. And you also get access to our advanced episodes of the show several weeks out uh, and our archive of regular episodes, which go far beyond what Apple Podcasts even puts out there. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. It truly is. And i that's a crazy thing to say, but it is what it is. And you get access to all that. Just check us out uh, either directly through Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe there and even get three days free. Uh, everything's commercial free when you subscribe. Uh, or you can go through Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or directly through our website and kick it old school at ghostpodcast.com. <laughs> it is. I mean, it really kind of is kicking it old school, isn't it? I know, Carol? That, you made know? Me, that made me laugh. It kind of is because, I mean, that's originally when we started doing the EPP program about 10 years ago, it was just straight through the website where you log in and that's how everybody got kind of premium content. And then there started to be other options. And we started getting people saying, what about Patreon? Add it on. Okay, so we did Patreon. And now 
finally, Apple was actually kind of late to the game on this uh, of creating premium channels, but they did finally. And so we've, we've adapted into that. We adapted a little bit. I don't know. I'm going to say late um, because a lot of people still aren't there. Um, But about a year in, we finally did it. We did it. And it's all there too. So you can get everything uh, accessed there. I'm just shocked when I look at like some of the charts on Apple for like subscription. Uh, There's one like for subscription channels specifically, like top shows. We are consistently like in the top 50. Look at us. Throughout the U.S., uh, this and several of our shows are actually in there uh, from true crime today to the the four killed for what feature that we're doing over there. Um, it's just been really kind of amazing. Like, I mean, and like there's so many people I respect on these charts like Bill Maher and uh, Rachel Maddow and, and a lot of other great reporters. And we're just kind of like mingling <laughs> on these charts. And I'm just. I, I don't know about my mind. I'm, I'm, I kind of geek out a little bit because these are people I, I hold in very high regard, but it's, it's really cool. Anyway, check it out. Please support the show. We do greatly appreciate it. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Our uh, first story, let's uh, jump into some of our stories here. Uh, it starts out, let me start by explaining why I have doubts about my shadow man experience being related to a dream and sleep paralysis. I do have a history of sleep paralysis with what I've tended to call waking dreams. I knew exactly where I was and had sensory awareness of my surroundings, but all of my joints were locked, including my jaw. I could neither move nor scream. I've never felt as though someone was holding me down as I've seen many people report here it's more all-encompassing than that nightmares typically corresponded with the events back then in addition to sensing my surroundings i could also sense horrific creatures approaching and i needed to get away from them but i was trapped while highly unsettling i knew they were dreams i knew what i was experiencing was all in my head i tend to focus my energies on screaming my way out my waking dreams were most common during my college years when i was under a high degree of stress and experiencing very little sleep i attended a local university commuted commuted rather from home and worked as many hours as i could at a local mall i'd often try to steal a quick nap on the couch between classes and work and i would worry about waking up in the time to make it to my job hence stress-induced waking dreams. I explain about those events on other stories that I've written in. This was quite different. First, because I had previously never dreamt up a shadow man, nor I had ever heard of such a thing at the time. And second, because I was neither under stress nor suffering from a lack of sleep. In November of 07, I was in the city of Chihuahua, the state of Chihuahua, Mexico, for business. I travel often in my job and have done so since around 1990. I'm accustomed to what others might consider the stress of frequently staying in strange hotels in strange cities. I actually enjoy this particular trip. I was very comfortable in Chihuahua. The area where we stayed reminded me of many U.S. suburbs. We even went to the local mall, walked around some, and yet one night while on that trip, I had a visit from a shadow man 
I can't say what woke me or presumably woke me, but I opened my eyes to find a figure, person, shadow man standing at the foot of my bed on the left. It was looking down at me. I was sure of that. And although I could not see any eyes, saw no face either, I saw simply a shadow the size of a man, perhaps about six feet tall. Had no features, but he was very definitely man-shaped, neither fat nor thin and somewhat solid. He was not transparent. I could not see through him. Well, I fully admit that some nights I can wake up and be uncertain about where I am. And that night I knew exactly where I was. In a hotel in Chihuahua. And I knew I had an intruder in my room. And I was, as you would expect, terrified. But I was also trapped. My joints, including my jaw, were all absolutely locked as they had been during the college days incidents. I struggled to shout at him, not simply to scream as years before, but to tell him to get out despite my jaw not working. I repeated over and over again, get out of my room. Try shouting that with your teeth clamped. That's the sound that resulted and I want to pause there, uh, and we're going to continue into the story. But I, I, I want to do more of this pausing within stories. We did it the, the okay. uh, yesterday uh, with Todd, and I like this because there's so many things within these stories I want to talk about, and sometimes we kind of get so much exactly, information. Exactly, because then we end yeah. up focusing on the end of the story, yeah. not some of the stuff going on. Let's start breaking on points in the story, and if there's a point you want to break on as well interject okay because i got your mic up so i can hear you so let's talk about that for a minute just this idea of teeth clamped trying to shout you've had a sleep paralysis experience before correct several yeah yeah what what, what, what has it been like I for you i can't say that my teeth were clenched and i couldn't yell it's like i can't yell so maybe it's a teeth clenching thing but it's like i can't I want to yell. I want to wake up. I can't make any noise at all. Like, even if my mouth is closed, I'm not making even like a, I'm going to shut my mouth and like a, "Mm," or or something like that. Nothing. Like, it's just like all those muscles are not functioning at that moment. I do think a while back, I had it happen in this house, which is weird because I haven't had many dreams like that since I've lived here. Yeah. But um, I yelled. And like, I woke up and I'm like, I think I just yelled and there's nobody here to ask because I live by myself. So it was like, did I just yell? I think I did. And, you know, my cats, they weren't in my room. So, or they jumped off the bed really fast. But, um, but normally it's like, you want to yell? And it's like everything you can do. And then I had a little bit of a yell. Have you ever had it where you, you thought you heard someone yell and you woke up? And there was no, there was, but there truly was nothing. A yell or I've had more so more than a yell. I've had a bang. I've had, and they call it exploding head syndrome is what it's called, where you wake up and you swear to God, you just heard a giant bang within your house and you may get up and look around. Oh no, I've had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing there. Remember that story I thought that a car crashed into my house? Yes. It was that big. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no car that crashed in my house. Like I thought that the whole living room, there would be a car in my living room when I went upstairs. And and it wasn't like I've noticed with me that that those sort of things have happened in more times of 
extreme stress or insecurity than times have not. Just, just and maybe that's what it's all connected to is stress. But yeah. you know, if that person like that sounds like a vacation or like they went to have fun. Sure. Like shouldn't have been stressful. It should have, have been, felt but, like yeah. I can't say that it was a shadow man or anything like that. I just like I have had it where there is something in my room and if I was able to open my eyes, it's right there. I would see it. An interesting there's thing. There's times yeah. where I'm like, do not open your eyes. Do not open your eyes. Other times it's like, I can't open my eyes because I know I'm, it's like, I just, if I open my eyes, I'm going to wake up from this dream. Yeah. And I can't. Um, But I've never like seen a figure there. I felt the presence, mm -hmm. but I've never seen it. That would be terrifying to me. An interesting thing about stress and the way that our bodies expel it is sometimes it comes out in the most unexpected times and manners. One, one would think, oh, well, when you're stressed out, it's going to come out. A, a lot of times, no, our bodies hold on to it and it's it's there. And that's what causes a lot of our issues half the time is mm. that stress that's built up in different ways in your muscles and your oh, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and when you are, and this, this is an interesting thing, and a lot of people find this very confusing, when you are in a place of comfort, when you are in a place of peace, is when sometimes those things come out of you and it's out of nowhere. And it's like, how did this happen? How am I feeling this way right now? I should be in such pleasure and peace. And you should be, and and you can be as well, but sometimes that's where those things present themselves and suddenly you feel panicked. For, for me, that, that's been my experience of going through very traumatic things and then being in a place where I was surrounded by people I could feel safe with and uh, being in a comfortable environment. And suddenly then, I mean, I was I was not in good, not in stress. I was actually kind of in comfort, but that is the point where I had a panic attack. It wasn't the middle of any of it. It was when I was finally calm because my well, body, my body was my PTSD. body was yes, that too. But my body was finally like expelling all of that in a place where it felt it was safe to do so. Is is coming kind of how I feel. And I think that sometimes you could be really comfortable, you know, and in a good place. And then those thoughts come in, like, even subconsciously, like, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. And it gives you a little panic and, and brings some of that in. I don't know. I know. It, it's, it's interesting just how our bodies physically react to things that seem to go beyond just the, the consciousness of what mm -hmm. we're aware of. Let's continue on with the story. It says, I can't say how long he stood there absolutely still, but suddenly I saw him bending forward and then falling forward, aiming to land right smack dab on top of me. At the instant of impact or what should have been impact, he vanished. My jaw unlocked and I screamed for real. Fortunately, neither shrill enough nor long enough to elicit a call from the front desk. I jumped out of bed, turned on lights, and checked to make sure the door was locked, and it was. I've never had another visit. I've often tried to force myself to believe this incident had just been in my head. 
like all those nightmares way back when. Unfortunately, I can't help but believe it was real, which begs the next question, why? Last week, after reading some of the Shadow Man experiences and hearing them on this podcast, I find none to be like mine. I've revisited the question again, and I'm beginning to believe that the why of this visit has something to do with what happened in the subsequent months and years. For months later, in March, several years of horrific violence were ushered into Mexico when the government initiated the current drug wars by launching Joint Operation Chihuahua, Juarez, Monterey, and the city of Chihuahua itself. All locations where we traveled became hot spots with murdered and kidnapped rates soaring. I can't substantiate the next bit, but I was informed by colleagues local to the area that the hotel in which we stayed was invaded one night with a group of men loyal to one drug lord when looking for the girlfriend of another drug lord. They searched room by room until they found her. Then they took her away and no one ever saw her again. Await also marks the start of the recession, the fall of the auto industry, which is my bread and butter, the first series of layoffs my company has ever dealt out through its long history, and on a personal level, a family crisis involving my parents' failing health. In the years since, I myself have remained fine. I kept my job and my health, but have suffered survivor guilt to watch longtime friends and colleagues Walked out the door at work. I've also experienced an insane amount of family crises, including a niece and a nephew, cousins, not siblings, who were involved in separate head-on collision accidents. Both survived with my niece. The impact had been off-center just enough to destroy the front passenger seat where no one was sitting. Therefore, did not crush her. With my nephew, I honestly don't know what saved him except perhaps the grace of God. He'd been on a motorcycle. He does carry souvenirs in the form of all the pins now holding one arm and one leg together. Other bad things happened as well. I would take too long to list everyone. It all seems to culminate last year. But in the span of 13 months, from August to August, Four people very close to me all passed away, all very suddenly from illness, not accidents. This August was marked only with a wedding, which I like to count as a good sign, sort of starting fresh. I can't help but wonder several things. Did that shadow man pay me a visit to warn me of all the horrific events soon to come? Did his falling into me signify shielding me personally from any direct harm even if he couldn't shield me from the stress, emotional, physical, and financial? Or did he somehow make a magnet to draw bad energies that extended to people around me? Or did he make a shadow? I say that because in the years since his visit, I've realized I've become somewhat of a shadow at work. Where I used to be viewed as a thought leader. I've been pushed aside without being cast aside. I'm like the wild card they pull out when they have problems they can't solve. But I'm not in the thick of things anymore, not like I had been when I visited Chihuahua. Is he linked to Chihuahua itself? But something about me drew him to me. If something drew him, what was it? 
Was it the room itself? Maybe because that's where the drug lord's girlfriend would soon face a terror of her own? Or was it me, possibly linked to whatever has protected me in the past? I had three extreme experiences between the ages of 13 and 19, any one of which could have killed me or resulted in significant physical trauma. Was it the fact that you can call a fact that I had been accepted by the spirits in my childhood home after having been conceived there, described in my earlier stories? It's all guesswork, certainly, but very intriguing to ponder. Nonetheless, thoughts on that? Oh, there's a lot. Um, obviously, you and I have no way of knowing anything. But I'll tell you what my gut tells me about all this. Mm-hmm. It's none of it's connected. I think I think there are things that are connected, but I don't think that experience is connected with any of it. I think that experience was a standalone thing. Yeah. And then I think that person went through a dark, dark time with lots of horrible, bad things happening. And so like at the end when he or she was saying um, about work and kind of being a shadow at work, I think that's because of everything you've gone through, like all the deaths and the the relatives with car accidents and parents and all of the, you know, there's been a lot of hardship and and I think that that takes a toll on you, whether you want it to or not. And so chances are at work, you're not the same worker that you were back when. They're yeah, a different because, person altogether. Yeah, because you've been through a lot. That's what life does, you know, and life's been really, really hard. Yeah, without a doubt. And maybe it's a gift that you're able to kind of skate by a little bit at work. Um, You know, really, if you look at it that way. Sure. But I, I, just, I don't think... I think that there might have been something dark and evil at that place that the person experienced, but I don't, I just, my gut, I, I'm like, I don't feel like it's connected. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it was like a, a warning of things, like things are going to get dark for you, but that would be a weird warning. Um, a kind of literal warning, like things are yeah. going to get dark. Here's a shadow man. Um, Ta-da. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do you feel about that? It, it, it's really kind of hard to tell. I mean, it feels like there's something kind of dark that's been surrounding them for quite some time. And may... but the darkness is happening to people around him or her. Well, yes, you know? but 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 the, which the, obviously the fact that affects they, him. They keep seeing it around them. I think that would be very torturous, almost where it's like not necessarily hitting you but it's hitting the people you care about and and you wonder like is this me am i causing that and i I don't know that that is the case but it's something that i would be concerned with like what is this why is this happening and i mean is there a way to to stop this Or, or or is this just a case of you know maybe it's something greater than you maybe it's more in a wider circle than just yourself and really has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you you're just there to witness it. Yeah, it's just like I don't get why all the things are happening. Yeah. But I but I also don't get why like you would have that experience and that would kind of usher all that in. Yeah, I really don't either. Thank you for sharing that story though. 
Let me do a and brief I wish we had good answers. That's I one know. that I think nobody would have good answers for. We have no idea, and you're screwed. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I'm no I wish I could yeah, do something. I know. I, I, I do. I do too. I mean, thank you for sharing that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost story with us. You can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. We'd love to hear your stories. And as you, we're, we're not going to judge you. I mean, just, just with that, we'll make, you know, maybe some, a little bit of humor because it's such a dark situation, but you know, we hear you out and uh, we yep. want, we want to hear your stories. Uh, 855-853-4802, like I said, or online at realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's go to a phone call. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hello, this is Matt. I'm the Rain Man story uh, from my backyard a while back. I grew up in a home with a mother who was a medium and a prolific automatic writer. Uh, she held large group seances in our home, all that stuff, and created a lot of uh, problems in our house and made for some pretty scary situations for my brother and I growing up. Uh, ironically, in that house, I didn't have too many specific experiences other than uh, always feeling scared at night. My brother would uh, tell my mother that there were people in his room talking to him at night. And uh, both my parents experienced um, entities and apparitions in the house. But on one particular night, uh, my parents had gone out on the weekend night, and I was left in charge to watch my brother and I. Uh, I was told that I was mature for my age. I was probably only about 10 years old or so. And so it was just my brother and I, he was three years younger than I. And uh, I was actually in the restroom downstairs. It was a two story house. And my brother started knocking on the door from outside in the hall, telling me he was scared and like uh, typical I didn't have much uh, compassion for him being scared. Figured he was being a big baby and uh, making a lot out of nothing. And uh, even though he started crying, I still wouldn't open the door because I was in the middle of using the restroom. And uh, at one point, he started uh I guess you'd say screaming that the lights, all the lights in the house had gone out, although the lights inside the bathroom were still on. So me being the uh, insensitive big brother and thinking my brother was just being a big baby, I didn't uh, open the door for him. And uh, he continued to get more and more worked up. And then at one point, I told him to stop being a big baby and call the dog over to him, which he did. Then he started screaming louder and saying that the over and over that there's a hand, there's a hand. And I didn't know what the heck that was supposed to mean at the time. Finished up my business, probably at 
got 10 minutes of it. Uh, <clears throat> transpired by the time I opened the door. When I opened the door, the lights were on outside the bathroom and the rest of the house. So for uh, decades, actually, I had dismissed the, the event as just my little brother being a baby. But uh, we were talking about that incident one day uh, after we had, were both adults for quite some time, and my brother then told me that uh, he had not exaggerated anything, that the lights had gone out in the house, and that uh, when he started yelling that there was a hand, that there was a white, transparent, or translucent ghostly hand that had grabbed his upper arm. So, of course, uh, being an adult, I had a lot of guilt about that. And uh, actually was kind of scary to think about as an adult, looking back. And there were just more and more experiences from that point, and even after we left that house for both my brother and I, two old call back with uh, accounts of a lot of those other experiences in the future. Have a good evening. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Thoughts? Is, you know, having seances and shit in your house. Yeah. Like it is a medium, like that would be crazy to be brought up like that anyway. Yeah. So it seems like you'd be inviting that stuff in all the time. Sure. So it seems like no matter where you live, it wouldn't be quite normal. And then, but I, but you could hear in his voice, like as he's telling this story, you could tell he had a lot of regret that he just let his brother yell and be terrified. Yeah. But then as kids, that's kind of, I kind of did some of that same shit to my siblings. Like, yeah, leave me alone. You know, you're sure. not hurt. Yeah. You know, that's what you do as siblings. But you could hear it in his voice. Like, yeah. that really bothered him that he did that. No, you really could. You really could. But I'd I, like to hear some more of those because that was, that would have been terrible. I would. I would like to hear more about that. You know, I had a strange dream the other night. I was playing with a Ouija board in the dream. And I i mean, I have not played with a Ouija board since I was, I don't know, 11, 12. Nothing happened. I've never had an experience with a Ouija board uh, that went to anything. Uh, but uh, in this dream, I was doing it. And then suddenly the planchette like stuck to my hand. Like I oh, moved it. Oh. I was like moving around and like it wouldn't like get off my hand. It was like glued almost it was weird like kind of like by a static electricity or a magnet type force and it was creepy like that's creepy yeah so the question is should i play with a ouija board i guess is the question. Uh, here's the answer yeah no but why i guess <laughs> why not i mean and, and i've been asking this quite honestly through some of the the ghost shows on the grave talks with the amount of th equipment that is out there to try and communicate with the dead, whether it be a ghost box or a obelisk or whatever app you want to talk about, uh, those are all ways and portals of communicating with the other side. And you're asking to be communicated with through those things. 
So what's the damn difference of the Ouija board between any of that stuff? I wouldn't do any of them, to be honest. I wouldn't. Well, I've done them. I've done the I other. I know you have. Yeah. So, but, but, but is there any difference? I mean, it, it would it be. I any... wouldn't think so, really. I really wouldn't. So I wouldn't mess with one any more than the other. So it's totally cool for me and Harper to do like a Ouija board in the treehouse or something. something. I mean, like well, haunt, I wouldn't well, do haunt, it with haunt you guys. the tree or something. Oh, hell no. I just have this weird feeling like, I I don't know, maybe it's because I've had enough experiences in my life that I really don't want to invite any in. Yeah. Like, I'll go tour the haunted house, preferably during the day or if it's at night with a group of tourists and we're all going in together. You know, I'll do that sort of thing. Yeah. But like, for me, like, you we, t- we hear from these people all the time that went into an old school and it's been denied or they went in, like they go in these places by themselves or with a couple other people. I could never do that. But if we do it correctly, if we do the closing and the opening, you know, not just like a dumbass, but like, or an experienced person, but doing it in a way of, okay, this is how this is supposed to work. Is that a bad thing? Or is it that different than using anything else? I don't know. I, I Probably don't. not. But for me personally, from growing up in a house like I grew up in, yeah, a haunted one, um, I have always wanted to have a separation. I don't want that experience. I don't like those experiences. Sure. I don't like it when it happens to me, but it happens to me on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. Today? But... No, I haven't. Like, I haven't had one for a while, but like, I can go places and yeah. pick up on shit but not in my house but um but I don't want to invite it in yeah I really don't but I'm fascinated by the stories I'm fascinated by people who can do that I I can sit here and talk about it and go to bed um I used to not be able to do that so I'm making progress that's um, progress yeah right I used to have to stay up about an hour every night after <laughs> we could do it <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I got to read something. I got to watch something. Golden Girls. Um, I would say it, but it wasn't because I was scared. It was more because I was amped up from doing a show. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be, be like, like I, it's like I I'm off the air. Yeah. I go to bed. It's like when I used to do nights, you know, it would be like, okay, I'm, I'm done, but I'm still wide awake. Yeah. But even in the last house I lived in, which wasn't haunted, I had a lot of weird experiences in that house. And I still yeah. don't think it's a haunted house. I, I don't know what it was. Then what was it, Carol? I don't know. It was, wh- why, know. why can't you admit that it was a haunted house? Like, what is, wh- wh- what is difficult about saying that? I don't know, because it just wasn't like that all the time. Well, not all the time. Most hauntings aren't all haunted. the time. <laughs> It was just like once in a while, you know, there'd be knocking in my piano. We're both asking crazy questions here tonight. We're like, should I do a Ouija board? And you're like, my house wasn't haunted. I heard knocking in my piano. I don't think it was haunted, though. Like, people are like, what's wrong with these people? I don't know. Like, yeah. But, okay, so to answer that question, honestly, I don't live there anymore. And my friend has, who lives there never has had an experience there. Yeah. Like, ever. Nothing's happened to him. Well, I, I, so I think, I think, think sometimes things haunted. only come out to certain people. Yeah. I mean, there was the one night there was somebody pulled up outside my house. This is not a haunting. It just really did happen. But we lived on a corner and my bedroom was on that corner of the house where the intersection was. And somebody, yeah. it was middle of the night, about three in the morning. Somebody pulled up 
shot 13 times. It's like, oh my God. Because I remember I could, like, the pattern of it stayed with me for a while. And so then I'm laying there. I'm like, what? I like, I literally grabbed my dog. It was all like one swoop. I grabbed Buddy yeah. and we, I grabbed him and we both hit the ground. Like, because it felt like it was that close. Like, yeah. the, like the house was getting shot up. So I grab him and we're on the ground and, um, and then nothing happened. I heard a car speed away. Nothing happened. There's no broken windows, no anything. Eventually we get back in bed and then I see like all these lights and there's cops all over. And so I go out and talk to him at one point. Cause I'm like, they're looking at my car with a flashlight. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go out there and I'm like, what are like, what what was that? And the guy's like, I don't know. What did you hear? So I told him. And I go, but why are you looking at my car? He's like, for gunshots. And I'm like, oh, my God. you think my car got shot? And he goes, it could have. And then they start looking at the house because they thought the house might have got shot because they found shell casings in my driveway. And so the next day I said to my roommate, I'm like, oh, my God, what the F was that all about last night? And he's like, what? <laughs> The gunshots, like I went outside, I talked to the cops. He's like, oh, I didn't hear anything. Oh my God. (laughs) Were there shots on your neighbor's house? I mean, were there like bullet holes in somebody else's house? No, they didn't. Because we were the, we were the house that it would have been at. Because that's where they found the shell. They were shooting at your house, technically. They they figured they were shooting straight up in the, like kind of. Oh, like up up in in the the air, air. like a. Okay. And they landed in my driveway. So like maybe they, it like had nothing to do happened. with any of the houses. Maybe it was like a, there was a car behind them and they were trying to. Could and, have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah, they just happened and, to be. They but it was really there weird and, at yeah. three in the morning to look out and those little things they put down where they find gunshots and evidence like little. Yeah. And little stuff, like it cones. Yeah. my yard. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, the acorns <laughs> fell. No, it's just, it's evidence markers. That's all. Which could be why my friend doesn't have any, you know, weird experiences in the house because he would just sleep right through it. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... That's uh, not paranormal, but that was weird. It's a fun of living in the city, you know, of like all the stuff that can happen. and That has nothing to do with your neighborhood. It's people passing through... Um, Insane. It was a really nice neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's fucked up that that can happen. Yeah. All right, all right. That's gonna wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com/slash Real Ghost Stories, or get three days free right now through Amazon or not Amazon through Apple Podcasts. It starts with an A. Sign up through Apple Podcasts and you'll get uh, hooked up with three days free there. All the bonus episodes, uh, advanced episodes, and the whole archive as well. Uh, check that out and help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, Real Ghost Stories Online family. Harper and myself are inviting you to join us for a live experience 
coming up on January 26 at 8 p.m. Central. We're going to look inside some of the scariest stories we have ever told. It's going to be a night of heart-stopping stories. Woo! I know I'm not going to sleep. Join us for the stories and discussion. To get tickets for this exclusive live event, go to moment.co slash ghost stories. That's moment.co slash ghost stories or find the link in this episode description. And we'll see you on January 26th. Get tickets for the show and upgrade if you want to special meet and greet opportunities and after show discussion. Moment.co slash ghost stories. Get your tickets now for this worldwide digital experience inside the scariest stories with Harper and myself of Real Ghost Stories Online. Don't be late.